The Eddie B. Sit edition, an audio series of the Talmud Bavli. Masechet Babakama has been generously sponsored in our Dafyumi program by our good friend and patron and charter member of our Dafyumi class, Siyahu Ashar HaKohen and his dear wife, Rina, that Dazat Hashem, they will have continued Hatzlacha, Harvacha, Bechol, Maaseh, Yedehem, Biriut, Health, Happiness, Prosperity, and much Nachat from their children. May they enjoy many years of Shalom, Bayit, uh, Tranquility, and Peace of Mind. Amen, the Amen. Amen. so we learned in the Mishnah that we are not allowed to grow or raise pigs anywhere in Eris Yisrael. Tarun Abbanan. The Gemara is going to give the reason now. Tarun Abbanan. Kishet Saru Bet Hashmonai Ze Alze. When the Hashmonai family was fighting against each other, these are the you know grandchildren or great grandchildren of Matityahu. Eventually, there was a uh, argument, a split in the kingdom. Who was going to take over? There were two brothers. The two brothers started to fight uh, with each other. Who was going to inherit the uh, the throne? So it says, Horkanos <coughs> Horkanos was on the inside, <coughs> meaning in Jerusalem. Darostoblos mebahutz. That she says right away, Ahimayu. They were brothers. Horkanos and Darostoblos. They were arguing on the. So every day the Jews that were on the inside, they needed money, or they needed korbanot for the korban tamid. So what did they do? They would send over money, over the wall, and then uh, the Romans that were on the other side of the wall, they would send up a, a sheep for the korban uh, olah. <coughs> That's what they do every day. There was an old man there, or, or a scholar, that he understood the Greek Chokhmah. Now the Greek Chokhmah was a certain language that the upper uh, politicians in the Roman uh, government used to speak. It wasn't the regular Greek language. It was a certain gestures that you would make that only they understood it. And this Zakenichad of the Jews understood this talking, this language, and he went to them, You're making a mistake. Every day you're giving them korbanot. As long as they keep on bringing the korbanot, there's no way you'll be able to penetrate the wall. So the next day, the guys on the inside sent over a kupa of dinarim to pay for the korban. And this time they sent up a pig. Once they got up half the wall, he the pig stuck its uh, claws in the wall itself. The whole earthquake in Israel shook from the uh, from the, uh, the from the from the from the from the terrible thing that happened over there. <coughs> so it says at that time the Hakamim said, Arura Ishi Gadir Hazirim. 
curses the man that raises Hazirim. Ve'arur Adam she'ilmodet beno chokmat yevanit. And curses the man that teaches his son chokmat yevanit, because this guy knew chokmat yevanit, he was able to communicate with the Romans, and therefore give them advice. So he curses both. He curses the guy that raises the pigs, and curses the guy that has chokmat yevanit. Ve'al otashashaninu, and during that crisis, we learned the following statement, because it says that they were not able to bring the <coughs> the minachot, for example, the Quran Omer, usually they bring it from fields that are close to uh, the Beit HaMikdash. But since there was a siege around the Yerushalayim, they had to get the Quran Omer from very far away. So it's Ma'aseh Sheba Omer Beganot HaTzirifin. It seems it was very far away. that they bring on Shavuot, Mebekat Ein Socher. They went from the valley of Ein Socher. Again, far away from the uh, place, because they could not get it from local areas. As she says, Ma'aseh Sheba Omer Shiyan Agil Avo Menakarov Yerushalayim that the Romans, they put a siege around all the wheat fields around Yerushalayim as a result of the advice of the Zakin. So therefore, uh, they gave it, uh, that to bring it from far off. So the Gemara says, wait, is it forbidden to learn Chokmah Yevanit? Why, 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 why is the, uh, the Gemara's mashma? It's Arur. Why is Arur? We have a bright that says, Vatanya Marabi. Be'eretz Yisrael, the person lives in Eretz Yisrael, Lashon Sursi Lama. What is the person studying Lashon Sursi for? Sursi is like a, a slang type of language. So the Gemara says, what do you need to study Sursi for? O Lashon HaKodesh, O Lashon Yevanit. <coughs> the two languages that are proper to study in Eretz Yisrael is either Lashon HaKodesh, obviously, or uh, Greek. So you see what? That Greek is, uh, you can learn it. V'amar B'yoseh, Bavel in Bavel, Lashon Arami Lama. What do you have to study Aramaic for in Bavel? Or Lashon Akodesh, or Lashon Pasi. In Bavel, those are the two languages that will benefit you. Either Lashon Akodesh, which the Hakarim spoke, or Parsi. That she says, Lashon Na'eh, Me Arami. It's a nicer language than Aramaic. But it's Israel, Hasimuchan the Yavan, Nakat Yevani. Okay? Ubcholas, Ubabel, Hasamuk le Paras, Nakat Lashon Parsi. Correct. Israel is close to Greece, so it used the Yavan, and then Babel is close to Paras, so it used the Parsi. In any event, Amre Lashon Yevani Lechod VeChokmat Yevani Lechod. It's two different items. There's the Greek language, and then there's Chokmat Yevani. Two different items. That which we said is Asur is Chokmat Yevani. That which we said is Mutar is the the uh, language. Rashi says Chokmat Yevani Bene Paltina Kerubim LeMalchut Mesapirim. Again, this is a political language that only the higher people in the government speak. The Chokmat Yevani Mi Asira. What do you mean? Is Chokmat Yevani Asur? Ve'Amar Rav Yudah Amar Shmuel Meshum Rabban Shmuel Gamaliel. Eni Odela LeNafshi Mikol Benot Eidi. The Rabban Shmuel Gamaliel was saying this pasuk on himself uh, that he has to be bittered with crying and to mourn the destruction of the Beit Hamikdash more than. Any other person, why? Elif yadadim ayu bebet abai. He said, I had a thousand children from my, uh, from my family. Uh, young men, as she says, bachorim. Vachamesh meot mehem lamdu Torah. Five hundred of them studied Torah. Vachamesh meot lamdu chokmah yevanit. And five hundred studied chokmah yevanit. Vedo nishtayir mehem ela ani kan uben achi abab baqsayah. Only two people that are remaining. So after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, so they killed everybody. So uh, out of the thousand uh, Baha'orim that were in the family, only two survivors. But you see what? He clearly says, 500 of them learned Ahmad Yevanit. So obviously there was Mutar, and a bunch of them in his family would not have done such a thing. 
They were close to the government. They had to, in order to keep relations with the government. For Klai said, so that was different. So comes says, If a person takes a kumi haircut, a kumi haircut, some say it's like a mushroom haircut, um, or some say that a person leaves a blorit, leaves a, uh, like a, uh, like a tail, a ponytail of some sort, a long hair in the, in the back, or a mushroom. That's the way of the Goyim, that's where they um, they cut in front and they leave in the back, or they leave a mushroom. Abtolmos bar reuven. There was a fellow called Abtolmos bar reuven. He tirulon sapir chumi. They allowed him to take such a haircut. Why? Because he was close to the government, so they wanted him to look like them, so he can go infiltrate and uh, you know speak good for the Jewish people. And the family of Rabban Gamliel also they allowed them to speak in the language. Why? So again, if a person is close to the government and needs to do it for Klai Yisrael, <coughs> it is permissible. A person should not raise a dog. Unless you tie it to a chain. You cannot raise a dog unless you tie it on a chain, on a leash. But he's able to raise dogs on the border. Because the border is dangerous. So you can raise dogs on the border, so at night, no people come across the border, so the dogs will scare them away. Because you're tired in the day, because you don't want to damage anybody. And at night, you let it loose, in order to protect the, the, uh, the border, the border patrol. Okay? So Gemara says, person person raises dogs, it's like he raises pigs. Now what's the difference? It's both asur. The man of just like we just said that the rabbi said Arur Megadil Hazirim. So therefore Megadil Kedavim is like Megadil Hazirim and there's Arur on the person, but Manan that he is indeed cursed. Amar of Yosef, Bar Minyumi, Amar of Nahman, Bavil, Kiaira Simu in Eris Israel, in Eris Israel. That she says that. She says Bearur Kidatanya that Aru Israel Shigadil Hazirim. Well Aru Israel Shigadil Hazirim. The Mishnah was actually talking about in Israel specifically because of the Maasai happened in Israel. Israel. Amar of Yosef, but when you mean Amar of Nachman, Bavel, Kaira Simuchal, the Sefa Adame. Bavel is considered like a city that's close to the border. Targema, they explained it to be referred to Nardeah. In the city of Nardeah, it's considered like a border city. And therefore, they would be able to raise dogs, time up in the day, and leave them go at night. Why? So that she says, Bavel, Shema Medina, that's the name of the country. Since in Babel there was a big issue of, of Jews, right? we treat Babel like it is in the sense that you can protect the borders by leaving wild dogs there at night or loose in order to protect uh, when Aaron rested, they would say, Hashem, return God. Revot is the ten, is the, the myriads, which is twenty thousand. Alfei Yisrael, which is two thousand, which altogether is twenty-two thousand. Which means the Shekhinah will not rest on less than twenty-two thousand people. Hasid Ahat. 
Right, it's not going to rest on less than that, which means you need 22,000. It's not going to rest on less than 21,199. I mean, you need, need 22,000. So it comes again, it says, the story of that. Let's see if we're missing words here for a second. Okay, fine. So what happened? There was a story. Now what happened? There was a lady, let's say, amongst them. She was pregnant. So she had the 22,000th uh, 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 person. So therefore she was able to bring the Shekhinah into Kaisel. And what happened? The dog comes and barks. And of course, have a miscarriage. So you see how they bear the dogs up. In a situation where uh, she's the twenty-two, the baby's the twenty-two thousand. The scaring of the baby, of the, of the mother giving her miscarriage, can also cause the shekinah to leave Yisraelahi itetah. There was a lady, She went to bake a certain house. She went to bake bread, whatever it was. So what happened? So a dog started barking at her. So the owner of the dog says. Not to stiff for me, Nate. Don't be scared of the dog. Shekule yes. nive. It doesn't have teeth. I think it had its teeth. So don't worry about it. It doesn't bite. Amrale. So she says, Shekili tevutech. Take your goodness, the shadya achizre, and throw it on the thorns. Which means, it's worthless what you're saying. It's too late. Kevar nad valad. The baby already moved. Which means I had a miscarriage already. Because of the fright of the barking. What do I care? What do I need? The teeth, not teeth. It's too late already. And she says, Tivutech, Nitulahi, Tuvatech. Your goodness is taken away. Umutelet ala kotsim. Put it on the, uh, on the thoughts. Mashatam in Ahameni heaven. What kind of, uh, it's, 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 it's in waste. So it's a vain Nehama. Kevar nad, vene aikar, vemekomo. The baby already has moved and dislodged and there was miscarriage. Therefore, the Gemara is trying to say that the dogs are not good in the sense that they can scare a. Pregnant lady, has to shalom, into having a miscarriage. So comes again and says, Okay, and porsim nishmin leyonim. So what do we say in the Mishnah? You're not allowed to set up the uh, traps for the doves, unless, the, unless it's uh, far away from the yeshuv, shiloshim ris. Because we're worried about what? Shiloshim ris is uh, like 8,000 amma. It's far away. Because what are we worried about? We're worried about the traps catching doves that belong to people from the Yeshu. Then we have to go far away. So comes the Gemara and says, Umi Do doves from the Yeshu really fly out so far out? We have Mishnah Baba Batra, Marhaikin Tashovach, Minair, Hamishim Amma. Shovach is like a uh, dove coat. That's what the doves. <coughs> the nest over there, there's a house where the doves uh, live. So it says you have to put the shovach 50 amot away from the city. Why? Because you don't want the doves to eat from the tivu'ah that are growing around the city. So therefore you see what? They only travel 50 amot. If you put the dove coat away, uh, so therefore they'll, uh, they won't go 50 amot away from the city. So they won't go to the city, let's say, and eat uh, from the fields. So you see what? It's Mashwan at the distance they travel is only... 50 amot. But here it's saying after when the guy wants to put out nets, you got to go uh, much more. 8,000 amot, which is 30 reis. Oh, they fly far, which means they can fly 
from far, until, until 8,000 amot, like it says from Amish now. That's why you're not allowed to trap doves from that distance. Oh, however, kirasayu, v'hamishim ama malya. However, their stomachs get filled up from tivu'ah that they're able to collect already from within 50 amot. Which is they're able to get themselves filled up by 50 amot. So put the shovach 50 amot out of the city. By the time they get to the city, they're full already. So therefore, for eating purposes, 50 amot already will fill them up so they won't have to take from anything from the city itself. Is that so? You tell me that these uh, doves only fly uh, 30 iris and uh, not more? We learned a brayta by Yishuv in the settlement, right? Where the people live, afilu me'amil lo yifros, which means even if there's not shavachim, uh, even if there's not, let's say, dovecoats in the city and things like that, you're not allowed to put a net even a hundred within a hundred mil of the city, which is twenty-five times more. Twenty-five times more than the shiur of these mishnah. Yeah. So therefore, uh, the question is, because, because uh, 30 degrees is four meal. Mm-hmm. So 100 meals, 25 times more. Mm-hmm. So you see that they have to do much more than that. So the Gemara says, two answers. Rabbi Yosef Amar, B'yishuv Keramim. Rabbi Amar, B'yishuv Shovachim. So that she says, what does that mean? B'yishuv Keramim, Shovach B'kerem Lekerem, Ad Lemerachok. Which is when you have a Yishuv of Keramim, so what happens it goes from one kerem to another, to another kerem, to another kerem, yeah. until it uh, flies flies far away. So in a yeshuv itself, you cannot set up traps even a hundred mil away, where there's all keramim, because the birds will fly, you know, the kerem's like a stop for it, and it goes from place to place, or there'll be yeshuv shavachim, where there's just dovecoats all over the place. So therefore, it's going from one to another, so therefore, in the place, there's dovecoats, then you already have to go even a hundred mil away. So I have to say, he's talking about a case, with Yishuv, that there was no dovecoats, no shavachim, and no keramim. But that already they're only going to fly as much as 8,000 amma outside the city. But if there's dovecoats in the city and the keramim in the city, then already you have to go even 100 mil away. So the Gemara says, Which means, what do you have to tell me that the reason is uh, that what? That you're worried about the birds are going to fly from one dovecote to another dovecote. Just say the reason why you have to put the uh, traps 100 mil away is for the dovecotes themselves. Jeez, what you, you're worried about somebody's going to have a bird up and he's going to fly from one dovecote to another to another and he's going to end up going so far away so that you cannot put your traps there. What about the birds in the dovecote themselves? Mm. Forget about a bird that's traveling mm-hmm. over the dovecotes. What, what about the dovecote itself? You should be worried about that those birds are going to get caught. Cool. Fly out and get caught in the guy's traps. So the Gemara says three answers. So we're not worried about it. They're goyim on the dovecotes. So we're not worried about their uh, dovecotes over there. Even though gezel gamur is asur, but it's not gezel gamur. This is, uh, you know, it's not, uh, not, not, not uh, it's indirect over there. It's only. Uh, yeah, he says gezel gamur asur gam benochri. Even by Israel, like you're not stealing mamach, it's a hashash. So by Guim, they weren't, they didn't make such a gizzard on this. Second answer, we remember the Efkir. Okay, the Shemachim belong to the Oralists, so it's Efkir. Or the third answer, it's his own dovecoats. So therefore, I'm not worried about the birds from the dovecoats. I'm worried about the birds that are flying from somebody else, from dovecoats, dovecoats. The dovecoats, we have to keep it 100 mil 
We begin the eighth perik of Masechet Baba Kamad. Perik is called Ahovel. Basically, the perik over here talks about the tashlumin, the payments that a person has to pay if he damages his friend. His friend causes him a damage. So, obviously, he's going to start off with the five payments that a person has to pay when he indeed damages his fellow. And we start. A chovel b'chavero. A person is chovel. Is chovel? Chovel meaning he damages, makes a habala. Hayav alav mishum hamisha devarim. Oh, so the Mishnah right away says he has to make five payments. We've studied these five payments earlier in the Masechet. Now the Mishnah is going to go through them individually and analyze exactly how you calculate each payment. Benezek, that's the actual damage itself. Betzad is the pain. Ripui is the medical expenses. Beshevet is the uh, lost workers, uh, uh, the fact that he's, he's compensated for his uh, out-of-work time. Uboshet is the embarrassment. Now the Mishnah continues. Benezek ketzad. How do, you, how do you evaluate Nezek? Sima et aino. If let's say a guy knocked his friend's eye out. Kita et yado, or chopped his hand off. Shiber et raglo, or chopped his leg off. Ruin oto, kilu eved, nimkar beshuk. So you look at him as if he would be an eved, as she says, eved evri, selling himself in the marketplace. Beshamin, kama ya yafeh, de kama hu yafeh. What he was worth with, the, with full, and what he's worth now. Which means, the way you analyze Nezek, is not how much a guy would be willing to pay for them to cut off his hand. Because the guy will say, $100 million, no, there's no price for that. Yeah. And therefore it would be a very big disadvantage to the mazik. Even though he is the mazik, but we don't want him to pay an extraordinary uh, price, you have to make it feasible. So they figured a calculation like this. Let him pay what he was worth and what he was worth. That's really paying for his work as well. Because let's say the guy did something with his hands. Okay? Uh, and uh, that will... Uh, 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 show up in the price. Uh, for example, he was, he, was, he was a pitcher, right? Baseball pitcher. He uses his hands. So therefore, if he would be sold with his arm, the guy's worth a million dollars. Now without the arm, he's worth uh, much less, you know, whatever work he can do. So that calculation really compensates the work that he was able to accomplish with or not. Now, uh, there are going to be some cases where that damage is really not going to do the work, Pop, because let's say the guy's a jeweler, and uh, they knock off his leg. So his price will really stay the same, you know, before his leg was cut off, and after his leg was cut off, because he can still do the uh, the same job. So then they would calculate it like, like a regular Evid. Forget about the job. What, what was an Evid sold with a leg? And was an Evid sold without a leg? And that's the way they would compensate. Because again, his job remains intact, because he could still do what he could do. So that's the calculation of Nezik. The next one is Sa'ar. Okay? Sa'ar is obviously uh, pain. Anguish. Kiva'o bishfud. Let's say they uh, burnt him with a spit. A hot spit. He got burnt. O bimasmer, or the nail. He damaged him. Afilu al-sipurnav. Even if he did it on his nail. The fingernail. Or toenail. Makum she'eno sehabura. A place that's really not leaving a permanent damage or a scar. How much would a person pay to endure such pain? Now here, a person might pay something. Uh, no one's going to pay to have their hand cut off, like I said before. Here already, there's a price, which means a person will pay maybe a certain uh, uh, amount of money to endure. So that's the, pay, that's the price you have to pay for suffering. So I'm going to go and discuss 
uh, another way we uh, calculate sar. That's it. How much would a person pay in order to have a little pain over there? Uh, so therefore, that's, uh, that's what you have to pay. So comes to give an answer. Mishnah says, Lipui. Okay, Lipui is medical bills. Hikau. You damage somebody. Hayav nanapoto. Okay, you have to pay for this care. Ala bosimahim. Let's say, next to the wound, you call like uh, yeah, sores and things like that next to it. If it's as a result of the makah, hayat, he's got to compensate him for that also. But if it's not related, patur. Let's say he got better. The wound healed itself. But then he got, got returned again. Got better. Venestera keeps on recurring. Hayav than a potok. You keep you keep on after giving the pedicle bills until it's gone. Hayta kodsurka, but once already it's gone totally, then eno hayav than a potok. Even if I might come back, once the doctor say no, it's coming back from a different uh, cause, then already he does not have to compensate him for that. Shevet, <coughs> shevet is again compensating him for the time that he's out. Now we have to pay attention. We paid him already for his work. Nezek covered the work now. Right? By paying him, I tell you, he was a pitcher. He paid, he made, he paid him a million dollars already. And he went down to 100000 So by giving him the $900,000 already, he got his uh, compensation for that. But now, when he's out of work, still, he still could have worked. Yeah. And then maybe not as a pitcher, but he could have been a shomen uh, kishuin. He could have been a watchman. A watchman gets uh, $5 an hour. So therefore, during the time that he's out, you have to pay him for what he could have been doing according to his situation in the present state. So it says, Shevet, Ruino, Tokinu, Shomer, Kishuin. You look at him like he's uh, watching uh, pumpkins or cucumbers, uh, uh, which is a very menial job, but it's still money nonetheless. Shekevan, Atano, Demei, Yadov, Demei, Daglo. Because again, he already paid him for the arm. He already paid him for the hand. So if we're not going to repay him now, again, what, what would he lose out if he would have been a pitcher? That we covered already. We, we paid the arm already. And now we're paying for the compensation of what he could have been doing. Correct. Until he heals. Now he's out, let's say he's out of work for two weeks. Right? So two weeks, he could have, he could have been doing something uh, productive. Not, not, not what he used to be doing. But if so, that money you have to pay him. $20 a day, you got to give him $20 a day. Bullshit. Well, bullshit, embarrassment, all is relative. It depends on who the mebayesh is. The lower the person, the more biyushit is. When a person gets embarrassed by a, by a low person, so that's a, a, a bigger mushana. She says, Adam kal shebiyesh mosto merubah. However, that mitmayish, who got embarrassed? Adam Hashuv, his embarrassment is more than a, a lower guy that gets uh, embarrassed. Okay, so therefore, all these things are going to be uh, studied. Uh, look at that sheet for a second. On Shevet, fourth line in that sheet, that's the workers' compensation. Kod holi, all the time that he's sick, no'im otokilu shomet kishu'in. You're looking like he's watching kishu'in. V'noten schiratoshim koyom, shene'en lo'ilu menacha keveda, afilu holi. Which means he wouldn't be able to do any work. What do you want to pay for? As a major job, he has no hand. So again, you don't pay him for what he could have done with his hands. That's paid already in Nizek. You just pay him for what he could have been doing during the time that he is out. Okay, comes the Gemara begins. Amai, what do you? The Gemara is taking this for. Uh, we, we took it for granted. You knock a guy's out, out, you pay him money. Who said? Amai. Eye in tahat eye in amarachmana. The Torah says eye for an eye. Maybe eye for an eye, mamash. Knock out the guy's eye, so you have to gouge uh, the mazik's eye out. Uh, we never think such a thing. Well, you think you do that eye for an eye, hand for an head, leg for a leg? 
מכה אדם ומכה בהמה. We have two פסוקים that are next to each other. One talks about a guy damaging an animal. Now we know when you damage an animal, you pay money. And the next פסוק talks about מכה אדם. So therefore, כמובן אז מה מכה בהמה לתשלומים? אף מכה אדם לתשלומים. Just like מכה בהמה is payment, so מכה אדם also is talking about payment. ואם נפשך לומר, and if you have a problem with that דרשה, we don't know what the problem is yet, but the Gemara will tell us in a moment. If you have a problem with it, הרי אומר, we have another דרשה. לא תקחו כופר לנפש נוצח, אשר הוא רשע למות. A person murders somebody. You don't make him pay. Which means, he can't pay for that. That already has to die. So it says, לא תקחו כופר, do not take a monetary compensation לנפש נוצח, אשר הוא רשע למות. So the Gemara makes a דיוק. לנפש נוצח, היא אתה לוקח כופר. Yeah, to a murderer, you don't take money. אבל אתה לוקח כופר לראשי איברים שאין חוזרים. But you will take money for a damage, even of a limb that does not return. So you see what? You have two dinashot. Either the juxtaposition between Makkei Behemah, Makkei Adam, or the Lotikhu, Kofir, Pasuk. So comes the Gemara and says, Hey Makkei. Right. You tell me there's a Pasuk over here that juxtaposes Makkei Behemah to Makkei Adam. Where are these Pasukim? So it says, Ilemah Makkei Behemah Yishalemena, U Makkei Adam Yumat. That's one pasuk. Makkei behema yishalimena. When you kill an animal, you got to pay. Umakkei adam yumat. That's not talking about damaging. Ha'ol bekatalaketif. That's not about when you kill the guy. That's not a good pasuk for us. We need a pasuk that juxtaposes behema to adam where you damage. Ela mehacha. From here. Makkei nefesh behema yishalimena. Nefesh tachat nefesh. Good, you have to pay when you damage an animal. Usmichle. And it says next to it, V'ish ki yitin mum ba'amito. Oh. A person gives a wound to his friend. Kashir asa ken yaselo. What he did to, what you did to him, they will do to to, to the mazik. Now, those two pesukim are juxtaposed. So we say just like makir behema is kesef, so too makir. Now that doesn't say makir over there, which means we thought it was like a gezerah shabbat maybe. Makir, makir. But in the pasuk talks about adam and mazik, it doesn't say the word makir. It just says ishki yitin mum. בעמיתוס ובגמרא סוס, היי לאב מכהו. סוס ובגמרא סוס, הקהה הקהה כאמרינה. מיני, it's not a גזירה שווה in words, it's in concept. Both פסקים are talking about damaging. מה הקהה אמורה בבהמה לתשלומים? אף הקהה אמורה באדם לתשלומים. Good, it's a juxtaposition of the פסוקים. זאת אומרת, מכה בהמה יפה, so מכה אדם also, even though don't say מכה. We know it's not מכה, because it's ואיש כי ייתן מום בעמיתו. Right? Good. Which means sometimes you can make a gezerah shava in concept. You don't have to have an actual word. The Rashi brings an example. One rabbi to be shmuel brought a gezerah shava. Veshav uba. One person says veshav uba. We made a gezerah shava like that. So you can make gezerah shava also here. It's the same concept. Now comes the Gemara and says vehaketi viishkiyake konevish adam mot yumat. Oh, the pasuk clearly says a guy is makke adam. He damages mot yumat death. So the Gemara says, Bimamon. It means uh, death, meaning kill him with money. He's got to pay money. Doesn't mean you actually do the, uh, that uh, item to him. Right? Now, and we know that Pesuk is not talking about we killed him. Because the next Pesuk after this says, Ayin taat, Ayin shenta. So we know it's about damage. And it says, Yumat. Like, but don't worry about Yumat means money. So the Gemara says, Mimamon. Who told you? Ema bimitamamash. Mitamamash. Mitamamash over here means maybe. It's mitam amash, meaning you actually take the guy's eye out. Kill, kill the limb. Kill the uh, leg. 
Right? Right. I would not think that. You know why? Uh, I just told you. We compare Behema to Adam. Just like Behema is Teslumin, so to Adam. The old Ketid Batre, Kashir Yitin Mumba Adam, Ken Yinatin Bo. The Pasuk says right after that, it says, The word yinaten sounds like you give. The word yinaten sounds like a monetary compensation. So therefore, number one, we have the juxtaposition between Makeh and Makeh Adam. And anyway, in that Pasuk that says mitah, I would never think it's actually literally eye for eye. But next to that Pasuk, it says, And it says you're giving. You'll, you'll give, a, give something when you... It's got to give something. That's a monetary payment. Good. So now Gabbara says, Oh, what did you need a lot to call Pasuk for? The juxtaposition with Makkeh Behema and Makkeh Adam was very good. Yeah. And then Gabbara says, Oh, but if you have a problem with it, Ibn Shekhad Omar, I got another Pasuk. Don't take money from a guy that murdered somebody because he dies. So we said, Oh, money you don't take from a murderer, but you take money from a damager. What do you need? What was the problem with the Makkeh Adam Behema item that you needed a alternate Dirasha? So Yabara says, Tu kakasha letana. Because the Tana had a question. My Why did you learn the, the law of damaging Adam to Adam? From Behema, Lilif Mimake Adam. Why didn't you learn from Make Adam? Because what does it say by Make Adam? It says Make Adam and the guy dies. Mochumat. Oh, so therefore I would say the same thing. Just like if you kill a person, a person to a person, you kill him. So to when a person damages a person, you kill him, meaning you kill that. You kill that limb. Yeah. That's what I what I have I would have thought to learn from Adam to Adam. That's why it says not to call Kofit. So Gibbara says, Amre, yeah, why would I think that? Danin Nizikim Nizikim Ven Danin Nizikim Mita. Why would I think that? I should learn damages from damages. Why would I learn damages from Mita? Adraba, on the contrary. Danin Adam me Adam. Ven Danin Adam me Behema. What? I'd rather learn Adam to Adam instead of learning Adam to Behema. Oh, because of that problem, If you have a problem with the Adam Behema related connection, Good. So the Lotik Kofir teaches me what? That don't take money from a Rotsaya. That you can't pay his way out. And then what do you do? You gotta kill him. That's only for Nefesh Rotsaya. But for a damager, you take money. So the Gibbara says, wait, that pasuk is used for something else. Is it coming to exclude the case where a guy damages uh, limbs that don't come back and he only pays money? The Hadush of that pasuk is saying you don't do two things to him. That what? means don't take money and kill him. It means the law of Kimle. You only give him the more. Severe damage. So if you cannot learn from that pasuk, we need that pasuk for itself. Don't take money on top of the fact that you're going to kill him. Once you're killing, you don't take money. So the Gemara says, wait, that? I have another pasuk for that. I have another pasuk. The pasuk says that when a guy's chayav, let's say malkut, you only give him one rish'a. Meaning you only give him malkut and you don't take Money. money. So if I don't need a pasuk for uh eno met umishalem, because that already I have it from Kadirish Abdul Salutika Kofit is available. So Akati, I need it for something else. Mivaele the Kamarahmana Lotishkol Mamon Vitifter. Which means don't take money 
Just that, that's the Hadushim itself. But you would have thought if a guy wants to pay money, maybe he can buy himself out. No, do not lotikhu The point is, do not take money in order for the guy to protect himself. If that's what it was telling me, it just said, don't take money from a guy that's a rasha that's destined to die. Why did the have to come along and be so explicit? To the murderer. Good. The nefesh of set is only from a nefesh that kills. You don't take money, but if it's anything less than killing, you take money. Go the other way. This is a good dirasha now. Lotikukofer works. So what do I need the makeh behema makeh adam connection for? The chaurat this pasuk over here is strong enough. Amre imehai, which is if I had it from this pasuk over here. Havamina ibare eno netiv. Which means, if I would have Lotiko Kofir, I would say, by Rotseya, you can't take money. But by Makeh, by damaging, I would say, you can take money or give the eye yourself. You have an option. So that's why I need the Pasuk to come and say, That's why I need the other Pasuk to me, no, it's Davka, Tashlumin, and you do not have options. So basically what this long Gemara did over here is prove one concept. Eye for an eye is not literal. We have a double derasha. Makeh Adam next to Makeh Behemah. Teach me ma Makeh Behemah is Tashlumin. Af Makeh Adam is Betashlumin. And do Kofir. They teach me you only take money. You don't take money for a murderer. He dies. But you take money for a damager. Oh, that pasuk is enough. No, from that pasuk I would say you can take money from a damager, but if he wants to give his eye, you take his eye, or his leg. Kamash no, only tashlumin, and not more than that.